Welcome to Next Question, a podcast by White's Chapel. This is a podcast created by you, for you. You submit a question, and pastors and church staff do our best to answer them. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Next Question. Our guest today is Pastor John Reeves. Hey, Sam. Hey, John. Hey, hey Pastor Sam. <laughs> you used the title for me. So I know. I, like I need to return the favor. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a, is that how we should refer to each other? You know, I, people always say, well, why should I call you? Like, Reverend? I'm like, no, just call me John. It's I fine. do jokingly yeah. sometimes when I call y'all, I'll be like, hey, Reverend. I know, and it always it just makes me feel weird. Like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I, my very first church uh, that I ever served, they used brother. Have you ever yeah. been in so a I church called brother? Oh, I grew up with like brother, so I'm way more used to that. So they'd be like, brother Sam. Uh-huh. And I, was, I, I couldn't, I don't know how I felt about that. I liked it. In some ways, so it felt more familial. It did, yeah. But also, it was in the South, and so it's one of those things I couldn't tell if people were being nice or not. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it sounds nice. I don't know if you mean it nice, so let's just let's just keep going. <laughs> so, John, tell the people yeah. what you do here at White Chapel, your ministry yeah. area. Um, so, my title is uh, pastor for men's ministry. So that's where I work uh, most of my time. So, uh, working with the men of the church um, uh, across a range of different things. You know, we have some. You know, whether it's an event we're doing or Bible studies, um, uh, you know, just uh, trying to trying to connect men into the life of the church and uh, introduce people to Jesus. That's kind of it. And then, of course, as an associate here, you know, we we all do a variety of things. Grab things here and there, you know. So, um, and and a lot of that's very energizing in ministry too. Yeah. So, I find that like if um, you know, especially if. Uh, you know, if it's been a while since I've done a hospital visit or something like that, you know, one one of those will kind of fall on my plate, and I'll just be thankful for that opportunity and mm-hmm. kind of, is it, you know, it's just nice yeah, to it it's is. nice to work it in makes an you area. Feel like a pastor, and then it's also nice to just kind of get out of that area every now and then yeah. and, and just uh, work with people in just a little bit different capacity. So, um, you know, that that's the I think that's one of the fun things about ministry is just the surprises that you get sometimes. You know, yeah, you can either be uh, stressed out by them or have fun with them, and I I choose to just. Have fun with them, I guess. You know, so okay. So you know, you I'm know nicer the, when I go home if I choose to have yeah, fun with them. You know, that's why. Yeah. Uh, so you know the concept. I'm gonna pull a question out of this bowl, and you're just gonna answer. Are you ready? Awesome. And okay. the, you know, I've I've listened to this, and I wondered if okay. the bowl was a prop. It, like, we have like a real it, bowl, but there is an actual bowl. There's a real bowl, dear listeners. And and there really are questions written on little slips of paper, and I really am just. I can now verify this. I am know? just grabbing. Yeah. Which is why there's okay. no rhyme or reason to anything. I, I, and you know what? And it's a. I've enjoyed listening to other episodes. So. All right, let's, let's, let's do, do this. It. Okay, first up. Uh, best soda. Best soda. Um, let's see, I, I'm always hard with answering like your favorite. What's the best? Because uh, I really believe in having a range of favorites. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, fair. Uh, so being kind of a child of the southeast, Coca Cola, just regular Coke. Yeah. Just red label Coke is like to me still you just the best. Can't go wrong. Yeah. But it's like my Texas life has also taught me that, well, you know, Dr. Pepper's pretty yeah. awesome too. And so, like, I have some my, people have a really, some people hate on Dr. Pepper though. There's some people who have I, some visceral reactions. To but Dr. Pepper. I don't know. I don't. I guess we can answer like or mention businesses and stuff in this without having to like pay fees. And yeah, I don't think <laughs> we, we don't have a lot of advertisers. <laughs> So when I go to uh, Whataburger, uh, it's like I have to get Dr. Pepper. I mean, it's just not a trip. Me too, there. actually. And I don't even really get it a lot of other places, but it, I have to have it there. But Number well, five, plenty and dry with Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I, I just go number one with cheese everything, Dr. Pepper. I mean, but that, that's another window into my life. If I go somewhere to eat, I want like your main thing. 
like I won't dance around the menu very much. You want to like, see what they do best. Like, give me, give me your main thing, you know. But uh, yeah, but the uh, the okay. But in Dr Pepper Land, there's something really interesting. When we were in Arkansas last, my my dad has been um, drinking this Dr Pepper zero sugar mixed with cream soda. And I, he showed me a can of it, and I was like, that looks like the most disgusting Oh, thing he's not mixing it himself. No, no, it comes okay. this way. I was like imagining him like, yeah. getting a glass, opening a cream soda, opening a no, Dr. Pepper Zero, like, and, and just mixing like them. Arnold Palmer. I was like, that's an that's yeah. aggressive move. It would be. And but, okay, it, I didn't know they made. I thought it was an aggressive move to market it intentionally. <laughs> but then my, uh, my, my son was like, he took a drink of it. He's like, this is really good. And I'm like, well... You're a tough critic, so if you like it, I'll try it. I was actually surprised. But so I have to – so circling back around to what I should say is like the number one soda on my list is years ago there was one of those um, those little Facebook things of the number one soda in every state. And so I was like I had already knew what, what Arkansas was going to be, and it was knee-high grape soda. I've I, never even heard of that. I drank so much of that growing up. Nehi, Nehi, N E H I, grape soda, and it is. It was just pure sugar. I mean, just think of like a a slushy or a icy that's just melted, you know, and you're mm. just drinking it, <laughs> or like mm. a snow cone without the ice chips in it. It it was it was intense. We'll so pick. not my favorite, but I kind of have to represent it, I guess, because Facebook said it was popular <laughs> where I grew up. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, Let's see. Okay, what's your favorite part of your specific ministry area? Oh, you know, gosh, that's a tough question too. Probably my favorite part of ministry, I think, is is when I get to lead Bible study and teach, and um, and so I really enjoy any opportunity I get to do that. And so our Thursday morning guys, I love being in there with them. Um, I'll say one of the things that kind of surprised me, like uh, about my area of ministry, is we have a Tuesday night men's prayer group called Men of Prayer. I started visiting them when I started, and that has kind of become one of my favorite things to do as well. Um, I thought, well, you know, it's a men's prayer group, I, you know, I'll show up, and I thought it'd just be. You know, guys, you know, we get together and kind of hang out stuff. But these guys actually pray. They keep a very detailed list of prayer needs. And they That's awesome. you know, every single meeting, they sit down and everybody catches up and updates. And, um, you know, we move answered prayers into a praise column. So pray for each other, but also pray for and the pray church. And pray for each other. Pray, yeah, just a variety of needs. Just, um, so, you know, pray for the church in general, pray for the church's leaders. How long, do you know how long that group's been going? Years. See, I like I, years. And I, years. I, yeah, I find that sometimes here that, you know, I'll ask somebody yeah. how long you've been in that and they'll say you know oh, we've been doing this 17 years like, yeah that's, this is one of those that's so amazing to me and and so these guys they gather and they faithfully pray for the church there's something really sacred about that level of consistency yeah absolutely and so i've i've even actually turned to like when a big prayer need crosses my path um you know you know of course turn it into you know care and support and mm-hmm. get the church prayer team on it but i'll also i get it to those guys too because yeah. i know that it's going to be prayed over and so that as as a pastor that's um that's cool that's a really special area of ministry too yeah, yeah. really enjoy it okay and they're fun I, I, i'm sure they are yeah i was gonna say like they put the fun in prayer or something but <laughs> those letters aren't in the word prayer so you know Okay, uh, favorite non-worship band? Favorite non-worship band. Um, Let's see. 
<sighs> this is a good one for you. It is, yeah. Because you're a... Yeah, okay, so my number one kind of band band, just like in general, I'm a big Turnpike Troubadours fan. Oh, great answer. I Yeah, I can't get enough of those guys. Um, Do you remember what your... So we recently did the playlist mm-hmm, series mm-hmm. here, and uh, I asked all the pastors yeah. to submit like five songs yeah. that sort of you know, describe who you are, or your five favorite songs. Do you remember what your five were? Or do you remember okay, a few yeah. of them? Yeah. So uh, you had Turnpike on there. Yeah. Every Girl by Turnpike was on there. And honestly, that was a good one for that list because I had to like, that's not my favorite Turnpike song, but yeah. you know, you kind of had no, to. No, that's fair. Oh, as a pastor putting out this playlist, I just uh, need to look, take a look at the lyrics and I, make sure it's. We uh, all had to do that. So just, we all had to do kinda that. kind of ran a filter through it. Uh, uh, yeah. So Every Girl by Turnpike was on there. Um, Nothing on You by Sean McConnell, who's another big favorite of mine. That mm-hmm. one was on there. Um, gosh, I put Texas Home by Prophets and Outlaws on there. I think uh, this was a while back. Now I'd actually have I think to you and, and I, look. you and I were somewhere in the sense that we both put the yeah. most country. Yeah, I definitely. So, but you know, there's just so many other great stuff I listen to. Because mm-hmm. um, you're a guitarist, that's kind of uh, yeah. Like that's if people don't know this uh, about uh, John Reeves, he is a very very gifted guitarist. Well, you know, and that's the thing is, so I'll listen to stuff that I really like musically that a lot of people don't know of. So, I mean, I go back and listen to Eric Johnson or... Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. like, you can sit down and listen to, like, the the technical aspects of a song yeah. and you can nerd out on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas it's probably completely lost on yeah. me. But, you know, that so that, again, the favorite soda thing, I had danced around on, favorite band I'm going to dance around on, because, like, well, there's just so many. So my my shuffle on my phone is going to have a lot. Okay, but here's the fun thing is uh, Stranger Things recently made popular. Um, oh, like, yes. Master of Puppets. Yes, yeah, Master. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Master so, of Puppets. And so my, uh, I'll, I'll just tell on her, I, I'm the parent of an eighth grader. And uh, so, of course, she's way into it. And um, so she has, like, listened around in a little bit of, like, old Metallica now, which is, I'm like, okay, well, cool. We can talk about this. And, Culture just comes right back around. And we were, I was in the kitchen the other day, and we had our Alexa just playing some music. And, and I had put Master of Puppets on. And she was like, oh, play a good, play a good song, like, uh, like, For Whom the Bell Tolls. And I looked at her and I was like, who are you? <laughs> like, I knew this was eventually going to happen, you being my child. But like, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, lots of good music out there in the world. Okay. Um, okay, this is, a, uh, this is one that was recently submitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the best book or podcast you know about heaven? They want to, oh. they're looking for resources on heaven. Do you have any suggestions? I struggle sometimes when people ask yeah. me for book suggestions. Yeah. Because I can't, it's hard for me to just rattle off. I'm, you know? I don't, I'm just, if I'm just, you know, these are surprise questions. Yeah. So if I'm just honest, I don't know that I have a good recommendation yeah. because there's, I don't think I do either. I've run into so much stuff out there that, I just don't know because I've read so much different, different, so many different things. Yeah, and I'm just I'll read something. I'll be like, okay, well, you know, I, this maybe maybe this kind of matches up with what I read in the Bible. Like, and you don't want to give like a seminary book to somebody, right? No, you know? and and I don't even know if there are any seminary books. Yeah, to be honest with you, uh, I would almost say like favorite book on heaven, the, Revelation. I was about to say, I there honestly think maybe the best answer is Revelation twenty one. I would you say, know? yeah, yeah. Just, like, just go back to scripture. And read yeah, because I, I don't know about any other secondary uh, material that I would just say, hey, this is what I or, really recommend. You know, one of the I, one thing I enjoy doing and I've done before is 
just ask people you trust, like, what do you yeah. think heaven's like? Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, the reality is we don't know. The reality is we, we know that know. it's connection with God. We know that it's yeah. perfect unity with God. You know, and, and I just, you know, I, when I read Revelation 21, I'm like, okay, well, there's the great cloud of witnesses. Yes. And, you know, so I'm just picturing this big choir, you know, and, and you know, where, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's going to be music there and singing. So, you know, big banquet table, hopefully, you know. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Great food. It's gonna great. be. I think it's gonna be awesome. It's yeah. gonna be great food. I, I hope it's. I hope it's like the the feast in, um, the, you know the that movie with Robin Williams where he played like Peter Pan as an oh, adult uh, go, going back to Neverland and and all the lost hook. boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm glad you knew the title because I was gonna say hook yeah, Andrew, and yeah. there's no ed on the end of it and I was just not gonna have a yeah good moment there. No, cool. But uh, but yeah, they have that like pretend banquet that. with the yes. lost boys and the food is all. Like glowing and uh uh-huh, it's all like bright colors, yes. and then they get in a big food fight. And like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's like that. <laughs> uh, okay, pulling another one. Let's see. What's the most surprising thing you learned in seminary? Mm, most surprising thing. Yeah, I that's an in interesting. That's you an know, interesting question. Okay, so may, maybe this is uh, a little different than what they were looking for because I won't say that that it's like a you know piece of curriculum in a classroom. I'll say. It was a conversation I had with my advisor um, at the beginning of my like second year. In the end of the first year, beginning of second year, and I had uh, this older professor who had been there, for, you know, just for decades, uh, very well respected, very wise, you know, kind of even keeled guy. And um, and I remember having a conversation when we were talking about what classes I'm going to take next. Hey, what are my plans for the future? And and he was it was kind of a casual conversation aside from you know what am I signing up for and we you know what's in my degree plan. What's you know you got to have this and this is offered. And, um, and he I remember he told me he's like you know I don't know if anybody's told you yet but like in seminary he said oh, what a lot of students run into is um, you know they they experience kind of a kind of a crisis of faith or like questioning things. I think what he said, the way he put it was, you know, a lot of people get their legs kicked out from under them in year one. Yeah, I think that's fair. And and honestly, I, I do think that, um, and and a, just and that's not a specific seminary. I think that's seminary across the board. I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Um, pretty common experience. He said, but um, what we should do is not leave you there. We have to make sure your legs are back under you yes. before you leave. Yes. And so that conversation stuck with me. and That's it, great. And so that might be one of the best things I learned there is that, like, it's okay. It's okay to have those moments in life where you you feel like your feet are kind of, like, out from under you. But, like, you got to get them back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, you can't was, stay there. Yeah, so that wasn't, like, a something that was in a lecture. Um, you know, heard plenty of those, of course, plenty of great ones. Yeah, but the best stuff is those but one-on-one that conversations. Was, yeah, that was really good. I think it's true. Stuck that, with me. I think it's true that, you know, seminary is supposed to challenge you. Right. Just like anything. And right, honestly, yeah. hopefully everybody who, who's listening right, at yeah. some point has, you know, had their faith challenged or had, yeah. you know, uh, we all have questions, yeah. you know. Um, but you, you, and it's okay to, to work with those and yeah. wrestle with those. and But you also want to... Yeah. Get back. You don't right. Wanna, yeah. You know. So if the listener was looking for like something on the synoptic problem or on you know the messianic secret in Mark or something, um, you know, sure, there's a lot of that. But number two, most surprising thing from seminary, because I'll, I'll just extend the answer, because you know I don't like just num- one favorite thing. Um, the number two surprising thing was one of our classrooms. Um, 
there was a no smoking sign on the back of the door when they closed the door. <laughs> and, and and that always made me laugh because I think it was just a holdover from like, you know, several years prior. Yeah. And so I always had this funny... When was the last time you were able to smoke in a classroom? Yeah, so that always made me laugh because I, I know that's there for a reason from like, a, at one point in history, they had to transition from, hey, y'all, you guys are not allowed to smoke in class anymore. Uh, I'm just imagining so, a bunch of like seminary books and Bibles that have like little circular burn marks in them. <laughs> because like, people are yeah, so I thought that was like the craziest thing, and so I would always kind of chuckle about because like that just sounds kind of ridiculous. <laughs> There's a no smoking sign on the back of the door uh, where I'm going to seminary. So <laughs> don't know the history of it. Just always made me laugh. Okay, next question. Okay, okay. cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay. But uh, hands down, and I say this That's as the right answer. I, I say this as a person who owns both. Um, so, in oh t- yeah, two decades of of marriage here. You have one of each, or do you have? Um, so twenty. Uh, well, well, our twentieth anniversary is next summer, um, and so like almost two decades in, we are on dog number two, but we are on cats number four and five. Okay, so so I'm gonna tell you that it's definitely dog. <laughs> yeah i i want i want and this is the way i always put it i want a pet that is gonna be really happy to see me when i get home at the end of the day and like give me a hug not a pet that when i walk in they just look at me and uh be like oh okay well i guess you're back yeah that's yeah. fair cat yeah cats are very apathetic yeah. at best and so we're on cats number four and five um cat number three was actually really good because she acted like a dog. So she, it, I mean, I would go sit in the recliner. She'd just she'd hop up in trot over and hop in my lap. And we would play like, you know, fetch with things. And um, we had, uh, you know, when we lived in, uh, you know, the town we lived in before in Weatherford, our backyard backed up to a creek. And so it was kind of a, you know, wooded area back there, a little wild animal scurrying around. Uh, we had a little, you know, like city raccoon that lived back there and a little city possum that lived back there. And our cat would, she would want to go outside and she'd hang out in the creek all day. And we didn't even, we got to where we threw the litter box away because if she had to, I don't know how you say this on a podcast, she had to go potty or, yeah, that you, know, works. I, you know, she'd just like go to the backyard, uh, the back door and like meow and like look at us so and we just let her outside. No, she just went outside. That's so it was like a, having a little dog. A pretty amazing cat. So I will, her name was Bishop. Um, of course it was. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'll say she was dog-like, so she's she's on my... Uh, do your animals have... She's on my pet ring of honor. Uh, but, do you have like a theme for their names? Um, yeah, a little bit. So uh, our, our dogs, so we're on dog number two, and both dogs have been named after. Early in our marriage, we house set for a couple, and they had a pair of Rottweilers, um, a male and a female, they were huge. They were terrifying looking, but they were just teddy bears and like 120 pound teddy bears that just gave big hugs. And their names were Harley and Chloe. And uh, we really liked those dogs. So our first black lab we got in 2005, we named her Chloe after that Rottweiler. And um, easy choice for her. She turned to be a great dog. We lost her in 2017. And we just now in 2022 this summer got a second black lab. Um, and we have named her Harley after the other Rottweilers. So nice. That's kind of the best, the biggest theme. That and I was all- wondering if you had done like a, like my grandfather had uh-huh. a bunch of collies and uh-huh. he would name them all like Christian 
terms. Oh, right. He said bishop, so he had, uh, I kid you not, he had sermon. Really? Scripture. He had pulpit. Really? He had, oh, what else? He had he had a blind dog that he named Bartimaeus. Wow, he's committed. And there, he, I think he had five or six, and then he had, then he had. I might have even told this story before in the podcast, I can't remember. But then he had another dog that he adopted, but her name was Zena. So there were like five dogs that had all these like, <laughs> like church related names, and, and then Zena. One was named after a warrior princess. Yes, yeah, from- exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think he was always frustrated that he couldn't change her name because I think she was too old at that point. Like that's what oh, she yeah. responded to. Yeah, no, but the other theme is all of our pets. They end up with like the middle name Lynn. I think. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like a southern thing I where know. you just you just ra- rifle off some middle name and it turns out to be Lynn. You know, so. We don't even call our dogs. I, I feel like maybe this is true for a lot of people. I don't even really call my dogs by the names that. Yeah. You know, when we, so we have Callie and Cash. Yeah. But when we adopted Cash, his name was Cornbread. That was like the really? name. That was like the name that he had been given. Cornbread. Cornbread. And so it's a great name. Okay. But we were like, when we got him, we were like, okay, we don't want people to think that we named him Cornbread. No, you really so, don't. So we changed his name to Cash because Hannah was wearing a Johnny Cash shirt that day. So we were like, I oh, will name him Cash. Um, but now we call him Corn or Cornbread okay. like more than we call him He's Cash. Rolled back into Cornbread. Or we call our, we call Callie, which is uh-huh. my, my older dog. We'll call her Kiki, which I have no idea where that came from. Who knows? Like it She just, probably loves it. Yeah. It just yeah. evolves. But I, I am a firm believer a pet needs a middle name for when they get in trouble uh, so that they know. Harley Lynn. Yeah. So if, so if you throw that middle name in there. They know what's up. Yeah. You immediately get that like tail like down between the legs and the nose drooping down to the floor and that slow walk to you like, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry I ate the loaf of bread again. You know, <laughs> going to do it again next chance I get, but I'm sorry about this time. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, you're, this is a red one, okay. which means a hard one. Okay. Um, okay, how do you deal with the evil that Christians have done throughout sen- the centuries? Ooh. So what? I guess this is like a reference like the Crusades. and Right, yeah. We, so we do have a very, I mean, we just have to be honest. Uh, we have a very... Checkered past. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the best thing that we can do is just, step one is just kind of own up to it and say, yeah. we admit this. Um, and then, you know, we have to, uh, you know, a big part of our faith is, uh, is of course repentance. Mm-hmm. And so repentance, uh, especially were, were necessary. Um, and then I guess do the best that we can being grace filled moving forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think we do have to be willing to talk about it. Like if, you know, if you're, you just want to kind of put your head in the sand and say, oh, the Crusades, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, a good Indiana Jones movie came out of it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but we, I think we probably should be and, willing to talk about and it. And recognize that it's like, you know, the church is made up of human beings. It's humans, yeah. And that we have this mission given to us by Christ our Lord. Yeah. And we are seeking to follow him. And we are growing in that direction, hopefully. Um, and, and there yet, are... yet we still... Mess up a lot. And there are people out there, I mean, there are Christians Mm -hmm. who've, who look nothing like Jesus. Right. You know, there are people who claim, you know, claim it and don't look anything. And that's been true throughout history. And there are also people who claim it and look a lot like Christ. And, you know, the church is made up of people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's that's a, that's a hard one though. That is a hard. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to say next question? Yes. Okay, let's get off the hard one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. <laughs> next question. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that was a good one though. That's a yeah. Very... It, it's a great question, and I and I think it's kind of what we were already talking about. Like mm-hmm. there, you know. We were talking we're about go through pets time. having middle names, Sam. I don't think that was anywhere. Near. I know that was a hard transition, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I think it's it's what we were already talking about, like with the seminary. Like, yeah. there are those hard questions in faith of like, yeah, what do we do about the Crusades? What do we do about some of the things yeah. that have happened in the name of Christ? You know, I think still people, you know, this is one of the things I heard a, a, a preacher preach one time, which is like using the Lord's name in vain isn't just when you you know stub your toe and say something you shouldn't say, right? Yeah, it's also when you uh, are doing or preaching something that is not Christ-like, and you're trying to use Jesus' name, yeah, and that's taking His name in vain for too. like a selfish purpose. Yes, yeah. you know, like whatever it is. You know, yeah. there there are lots of examples, um, but but I think it's it's going back to what we were talking about. Like, it, it's good to embrace those questions, and you know, and sometimes they can kick our feet out from under us, like you said. Yeah, but. But we should probably still deal with them. Yeah, but deal with them and get those feet back under and, you. And move forward. Do yeah. what we can to move forward. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's another one submitted. Uh, favorite place to eat in South Lake? Favorite place to eat in South Lake? Um, okay. I, a lot of times, like for, uh, so I'm here in, in the daytime a lot. So I'm just going to go with like lunch spot. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't know if I I think dinner category would be a different one, but a great lunch spot is uh the the Thai place. Is it Thailicious? Thailicious. Yeah. Okay. They that's pretty good, man. That's really solid. solid. Um, Do you go mild, mild, medium, or Thai spicy? A lot of times, especially because it's a work day, I go medium. Yeah. I have gone Thai spicy before. I can see you going Thai spicy, and and it's delicious. But like you. You don't really want to like be too miserable yeah, for the rest of fair. your day, and it, and it, it can definitely get you there uh, <laughs> because it's it's hot. Uh, I okay. One time, I we were at Tylicious, and I just got medium. Yeah, and I don't know if they just I don't know throw a little it, extra shake in was, there. Yeah, throw right. an extra chili pepper in there. Or something. Yeah. yeah, I still I powered through, and I still ate my whole uh-huh. meal because that's just the kind of guy I am. Yes, but. Uh, it was, it, was but it was brutal. Yeah, yeah. No, another another great place. I do I do like um, Kincaid's, mm-hmm. but not even just for the burger. They've got the little deviled eggs. Okay, embarrassingly, the, I thought Kincaid's. I just found this out. I think it was uh, you and Kyle that told me this. I thought Kincaid's was there's only one location, and I thought it was in South Lake. Oh no, they started. Was that the one they started like Camp Bowie down in yeah, Fort Worth? I had Earth, I no think, idea. So, yeah, the original. I thought there was one Kincaid's. I thought it was in South Lake. I, I did not know. Yeah, they it was got a, a few. They got a few. But what's amazing is they have mastered the art of giving you just this straight down the middle of the fairway deviled egg, and it's on the little like styrofoam tray wrapped in saran wrap, and you just order it when you put your order in. And they bet, do you want them? Do you want it with your food, or you want it right now? And I always say, right now. Because then you just sit there and a eat a appetizer. couple, yeah, a couple deviled eggs, and then I your love burgers the ready. Egg. And um, Taverna Rosa always has a deviled egg of the month. Yeah, we've had some there before. And they and they they really dress them up. Oh yeah, you'll get like an low taste deviled egg or like a. And I have no problem with those, but you know, I, but you don't want a fancy deviled egg. I really just egg and cades. I want, want it to look like I just bought it at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> like it can have paprika or not, I don't care. But I need it to look like 
Who like who the, is the person who buys the the deviled eggs or the eggs? Oh, like the pickled at eggs the gas station. or something? Yeah. Uh, Are you that guy? Have you done on that? The, depends on the gas station. Yes. It depends on the. That's what it depends on. Absolutely, you want some random <laughs> gas station egg? Well, for me, but uh, it's, the but line uh, is drawn at gas station egg. But you know, if you know, growing up where I grew up, if you go down to, you know, shout out to all the Cabot, Arkansas folks, you go down to <laughs> Mr. B's uh, Fina Station at the corner of. Uh, you feel good about Mr. B's? You're like oh. 89 Mount Carmel. Yeah, you go in there, you get you some tater logs, and you get to. <laughs> <laughs> what is a tater log? It's like a, it's a picture like a, a French fry, that is. Like a fourth of a whole potato. <laughs> they just get a whole potato. They just quarter it and quarter it up, and then like basically make those four pieces look like a French fry. <laughs> tater log. Tater log. Grabbing a tater log and some yeah. some boiled so egg and ne- next dog you get. Headed out on a road trip. I expect it to be named Tater Log. <laughs> yeah. Cornbread and tater dog. Oh, they're so good though. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna draw the line at uh, any any food. Uh, that's hot or or cold, like yeah, at a gas station. Just if it if it has to be served at a specific temperature and it's just not like a ch- like chips yeah. in a bag, I'm probably out on it. See, I think like I, have you have you crushed a roller hot dog at a gas station? Before? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. That worries me for you. I have I do have high standards in some areas of my life. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> It's something too poorly. I mean, but yeah, I feel like you and Floyd would get along. Y'all would road trip well together. I give Floyd a lot of grief for for his gas station snack decision. Yeah, okay, I will say though, I have backed one thing. I have backed off on on the gas station food is the self serve beef jerky uh, thing. You know, there's like the clear, oh, yeah. like, like the clear, like the... the clear acrylic. Like you lift the lid on it and you use the little tongs little and like tongs. get your pieces of beef jerky. I used to love those, and then one day it hit me like. I have no doubt in my mind at this point Somebody that, stuck their hand in there. that most people just reach in and grab that with their bare hands uh-huh. and don't use the tongs. That They just got out of the bathroom. They didn't wash their hands. Yeah, and so I've kind of backed off. Their hand. So I, I have backed off. Of okay, this is this is just my question. I didn't pull this out of the bowl, okay. but you're on a road trip. Yeah. Okay, let me set the scene. You're, you're headed out. You stop at a gas station to fill up. Mm-hmm. What what are you getting? What is your like? What What is your go-to run in and get it so if i'm if i'm still driving a lot of times it's just going to be like candy and my road trip candy what candy yeah my road trip candy like since i was a kid is the giant chewy sweet tarts oh you get like the four okay. and like yeah you know they're i don't know an like inch and a half across or so yeah. and they're you get a purple one you get a yellow one a green one and a red one and i always save the purple one for last <laughs> because that's just the, the best. best one yeah those are great. I guess it's grape as well, but it's you're the per- a big grape it's the guy. One. That's what oh, we're yeah. learning about. You. Yeah, knee high grape soda growing up. Uh, purple popsicles. Purple. Okay, so you get the sweet tart, sweet tarts, and then purple skittles. You know, what, like what drink are you grabbing? Um, if there's a knee high, we know you're grabbing. You know, that, I, like, so I always look to see if they have cream soda, but like that's harder to find, and so a lot of times I go ginger ale. Yeah, yeah. ginger ale is. I, I'm a hard big ginger ale guy. Yeah. Okay, are you a Schweppes guy or a Canada Dry? I feel like there's only one answer. I will get both, but if I'm choosing, I'm going to go Canada Dry. Yeah, I think that's the only right answer. I feel like Schweppes is the consolation prize. Yeah, it's not as good as Canada Dry. Like Canada Dry, I'm grabbing, and if if I really want ginger ale and there's no Canada Dry, all right, that's fine. Schweppes is fine. But it's also my, that's like my airplane 
choice yes, too. Yes, me too. Is just if I'm on an airplane, I just yep. have to say I gotta get the ginger ale. Yeah, it just makes it me feel more comfortable. And then I'm not thinking about hurtling through space in a metal tube. Yeah, because I've made the mistake before. We get the orange juice, and it's like the that boxed no. bad orange. It's not good orange yeah. juice. And I used to get I used to get the coffee on planes, but then apparently like. There's all these. Oh, apparently, I make a lot of decisions in life based on, you know, generic Facebook articles <laughs> that present themselves to me in list form of uh, things I should or shouldn't do. Or, but I remember on one of them it said like, "Don't drink the coffee on the plane," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> that was that was pretty easy to persuade me, I guess, because I have okay. a sense. <laughs> you didn't even. They didn't even list the reasons no. why. You were just like, "All right, I'm, I'm going to go ginger ale." There we go. Okay. Uh, What's the best sermon you've ever heard? Ooh, the best sermon I've ever heard. That's kind of a hard one. Oh, goodness. That's hard. I'm, we have a lot of what's your favorite, what's the best, what's yeah. the number one. Um, goodness. I, 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 I mean, there's like a list of... What's a, what's a, what's a great sermon you've heard in the last few years? Or what's one that has stuck with you? You know what's one that stuck with me? I'll say, so from my college graduation... And I went to uh, my, my undergraduate was at a, a private Christian school, so there was a sermon at our graduation. I know that's probably not a typical space to hear a sermon, but we, we, you know, an old preacher got up there, and he um, he preached on um, to you know encouraging all the graduates to keep your uh, was, I can't remember the text. It was like keeping your sword sharp or something like stay ready, you know, for whatever life's gonna mm-hmm. uh, you know you're about to go off out into the world. So like just and you've been in college preparing, but just keep keep being prepared. Yeah. Don't stop don't stop preparing for new things right now. And I remember that that struck me as I should probably remember that one. Yeah, that's so good. That was very memorable. Um thank goodness, I I mean being a, being around Whitechapel we hear great sermons all the time. Um yeah, I I I'm trying to remember my ordination sermon. I should remember it. See I but here's I don't really remember my ordination. Well I do I'll go back and look at it every now and then. I remember it vaguely, but the um, but I'll go back and remember it uh, every now and then. Listen, listen to uh, you know bits and pieces of it because uh, I found it very encouraging and helpful. But we had a gospel choir singing that year at at ordination, and it was it was amazing. So yeah. I like remember the choir, which you know. So I guess what's your favorite sermon is is a hard one for me to like. I think I think nail mine, down. I think one of mine would be similar like it was from my seminary graduation yeah and i remember because i maybe there's something special about i don't know it they're stickier when it, they're related to like a yeah. moment in time or you know an achievement uh-huh. but uh, paula dobbs wiggins was one of my professors and she preached she's a super impressive lady she was like a she has a you know she went to harvard medical school and she has her you know she's like a psychiatrist and uh, ordained minister anyway her whole sermon was about like how we're clay jars and there's uh-huh. and you know the treasuring clay jars yeah. right she used that scripture but it was all about how clay jars are fragile and how we have to you have to you know take care of them and yeah um it was all about i don't know it was it was just such a unique message to hear i yeah. was expecting like a go march on rome yeah and you know go spread the gospel to the world right yeah like the just world on fire you up. and, and and it still was that, but it was also she took this opportunity to really talk about, hey, take care of yourself. Yeah. And, you know, remember that you're just a clay jar. Yeah. You know, and I that's, thought that's that was really good for I, some I of your graduates to I hear. I thought so, too. Yeah. I thought 
That's I'll, just not what I expected. Yeah. As I've been uh, sitting here, too, another one came to mind. Um, Gerald Mann, who uh, mm-hmm. John McKellar's always telling us, listen to Gerald Mann, uh-huh. listen to Gerald Mann. Um, he has one on, like, you know, kind of Christianity 101, basics of his faith, kind of here's here's what I believe in a nutshell, that, I mean, it's like 17 or 18 minutes and it's phenomenal. He's a master of those. I, I, yeah. You listen to you listen to him, and and that guy will do in seventeen, eighteen minutes, just seamlessly. You'll be with him the whole time. Uh, you, I mean, he'll like take you across those transition points without you really even noticing it, and and you know that's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll throw that one on the list too. <laughs> okay, uh, what's a Netflix show that you see God in? A Netflix show that I see God in. Or I guess it doesn't have to be a okay. a Netflix show. I think they just wrote, you know. Well, I think I think I think you know what, we're gonna open this up to all platforms. Okay. Yeah. What's it what's the show you see God in? Uh Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I hey that's a good answer. Uh, yeah, it's a, one of my favorites. Aren't they coming out with a show? A Lord of the Rings show? Yeah, they are. On a different platform than Netflix. What is it? On, uh, is I it think it's on Am- I think it's Amazon. It's an Amazon yeah. thing. The Rings of Power, I think it's called. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be watching that. Um but, but Lord of the Rings is a good answer. Yeah, to- Tolkien, Tolkien. Tolkien worked a lot of uh, theological themes in there. I mean, especially you know, like with Gandalf and you know the resurrection theme. Uh, I think that's always powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that one—that's uh, the probably top of the list for me. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I don't. I also have to admit, I don't. I don't watch a ton, and so people are talking about popular shows all the time. I'm like, yeah. I'm just smiling and nodding. Like, you guys hear a loss? That one's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, throwing it throwing it way back. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Um, oh, I like this one. Okay, if you had to have a biblical character mm-hmm. as a roommate, who would be the best and who would be the worst? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, let's see. The best would probably be uh, Martha because she would do all the cleaning. There you go. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Uh, Just tell her Jesus is coming over. Right. The worst, who would the worst roommate in the Bible be? Um, There's a lot of good answers for this one. I know. You know, okay, and this is not because I wouldn't like him. I think Paul might be one of the worst roommates for me. He'd never be home. He'd never be kind of nice. That would be nice. But I imagine, too, that we would just, like, sit around and talk a lot. Yeah. Like, stay up too late. I can see that. But, like, you know, I'm sure that there's got to be, like, a... And also, he's like he's pretty hard charging, and like probably would like want it his way. And mm-hmm. so I'd probably be, no, I want it my way. Mm-hmm. And so we'd probably have some standoffs. I could, you know? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great question, though. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. He'd be on some journey most of the time. I was gonna say in jail. So you basically have it yeah. to yourself, but Maybe but occasionally he pops that. in, stays for like a month, and yeah, then just, he's gone. And he'd always have you know what? He'd always have people with him too. Because he didn't travel alone, so oh, like there'd be, there'd be company. That's see, time. that's a that's a frustrating roommate move. Like, I'd, I'd you know I'd just barge in back. Like, hey, hey, uh, Barnabas is staying with us for the next six months. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, I'd walk is he in, pay and rent, find Timothy using my toothbrush or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I think we have time for. Let's do one more. Okay. Okay, so I hope it's not like a favorite one. Uh, who first introduced you to faith? Oh, my mom. Okay. Definitely. My mother, Vicky. Um, Shout I still, out Vicky. Yeah. No, my, I had a wonderful um, experience in my childhood, just my mom being very upfront and open about her faith and her love for the Lord. Uh, so I just, at home all the time, 
Um, definitely my mom. It's yeah. a good answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of other people along the way too, of course, like yeah. everybody else. But yeah, mom's number one. Yeah, that's a good answer. Well, John, thank you for doing this. Thank you for being here. It was my pleasure. I, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, we've learned a lot about you. Time, time is flying. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to drop off some knee-high grape soda, if I could find some, if if you see it, let yeah. us know. Okay. And I will buy you a knee-high grape soda for being on the podcast. Okay. I'll even take a Schweppes uh, ginger ale. I'm not that hard to please. My sta- okay. Remember, my standards are pretty low. <laughs> Thanks for being here, John. And uh, thank you for listening. We will see you next time on Next Question. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Next Question. If you'd like to submit questions, you can send an email with subject line next question to questions at whiteschapelumc.com.